Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champ, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. guys this is brian jackson fourth down experience podcast with christopher hughesby we're What's excited because we have a cfl great cup champion uh cfl veteran kicker liram hirulahu welcome to the show brother thanks for having me guys hey welcome liram to the fourth down experience podcast excited to have you on and and hear your story and share it with everybody else i appreciate that i'm excited to be a part of this yeah, yeah so liram can i just talk about what's going on now like what are you doing Kicking-wise, talk about your schedule, like what you're expecting, etc. Let's just hear about where you are right now as a pro player. Yeah, so uh, at the moment, uh, just uh, last week I was at the Zahner uh, Free Agent Combine. So finished last year with Hamilton uh, pretty well. We ended up losing in the East Final here up in the CFL. And then ever since that moment, uh, kind of had my timeline is, hey, you know, I'm at the point where... Uh, you know, I believe in my abilities and I can compete uh, with my experience. I've been up here to compete with some of the guys down in the NFL. So I set my uh, sights on uh, the Zoner camp in March and luckily had a workout with uh, Seattle in early January and kind of opened my eyes a little more and seeing a couple of free agents that were out there and uh, my abilities. So, and then, so the last two months has just been really um, in mid season form and just uh, training, uh, weightlifting, and uh, you know just preparing for the Zona camp. And I thought I did pretty well at the camp, and now it's kind of seeing if uh, we can get you know get into a mini camp and get some more experience. Um, so the biggest thing with us is uh, you know being able to kick the ball uh, from from the middle because our hashes are a lot wider. And because up here we're doing all three, you have to specialize in just field goal kicking. So um, that's kind of my strength. And so right now I've just been training and just staying ready in case the phone rings. And if that doesn't occur, then, uh, you know, talk to a few of the teams up here in, in the CFL and kind of stand ready for them. If nothing happens with the NFL, I'm just going to um, have a good backup plan, I guess, <laughs> playing out here and being Canadian and a lot of people don't know, maybe don't know, but may not know that uh, if you're Canadian uh, up here, it's uh, it's a lot more better for the teams because half the teams are American, half the team is Canadian, you have to have a certain amount of each on, on, on the team. And if you're a kicker who can do all three, then you almost count as two people. So on the roster of 46, you're really dressing 47 because you're able to stress me as a kicker and punter. So um, I've had that kind of luxury in being able to compete at a high level up here. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been working out great and enjoying that a lot. Nice. So, Liram, you mentioned a workout with the Seattle Seahawks recently in January. Uh, two questions. Was that your first NFL workout with the team? And second question is, uh, or maybe just uh, let the viewers and the listeners know how that workout went. Yeah, um, that was my first NFL uh, experience of being brought in. 
and it happened so quick. It was, I remember it was like a Tuesday, and then like a late Tuesday, like, hey, we're going to get you on a flight tomorrow. Be ready. We get, I get into Seattle at midnight, and I'm already three hours behind, so technically it's like 3 a.m. here. And I get a message, and I get them, get an uh, test down, and like, hey, we're going to have your medicals at 6 a.m. Be ready. Come down. And I'm like, holy. I had a maximum of like five hours of sleep, and I tried to get as much sleep as I could on the plane, but happened really quick. It was really exciting, like amazing facility, and uh, I really enjoyed um, everything that happened there. Um, but I thought I did pretty well. Uh, they had it low to 58, so I was perfect under 50, um, and I uh, just missed the 58, just a little bit to the right. A couple of things I wish I could add back, but uh, <coughs> I sickened, ended up winning the job that day. He, he had a really good leg. Very nice guy, too. So, um, but now with Jason Myers assigned there, so I'll be interested to see what happens. Yeah. So, uh, as a free agent, you know, they're bringing you in to probably test the water, see how you perform. What kind of feedback did they give you at the end of the day? Uh, they were happy with uh, where I was performing. Um, they liked what I'm doing. And just, you know, I, I think uh, Sam uh, just had a better day that day and ended up going there. I keep in touch with you. And I told them I'm going to get this honor. So if you guys are there, you know, I'd love to show you a little more preparation because I had just finished the season a month ago. And uh, so I took a couple of weeks off and um, in December, so, you know, I'm like, I'm back in, in March and I'll be, you know, in a really good form. And that's why I thought I proved last week I was there. So I'm hoping you send some of them to them as well, uh, even though they, they have their two guys right now. Yeah. All right. So, you know, Brian and I were former free agents as well. We pursued the league uh, yeah. for kind of five to six years uh, collectively or each each of us. Um, what... What was the experience like for you at the Zoner camp, and how do you feel like, say, as a Canadian leg, how do you feel like you stacked up against that, that the people there? Because we all know that there were some pretty, pretty big names that that were attending there to compete. So how do you feel like you did? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for me, I thought I've gone to the Houston camps every year in January, and uh, the weather always tends to be. I guess favorable in my in my condition because it's always cold. <laughs> um, so I thought maybe go to his honor and you know be able to get a little more lift because it's warm, but enough raining that day, so we ended up going indoors. And there were some pretty big names there. Um, I mean, out of the they had us grouped. Six of us were grouped under uh, the veterans who had like CFL and NFL experience. And I thought I held my own with, uh, you know, I, I think it's just Hart, Hartley and Garrett Hartley from the Saints and I were the only two seniors or two veterans that were perfect under 50. And then only uh, Connor Barth ended up going past 57 out of all of them. So I thought I fared pretty well against those guys. And I didn't think I was, you know, anything different than them. I thought uh, I had the ball just, just as well as them. And the only difference is if someone perceived the CFL and the NFL different, then that might be just the only difference that you can see that day. Because, you know, I'm, I'm 29, turning 29 next month, so I've had a little more time to prepare and I have more experience. So some of you guys from, that are coming out of college, um, you know, I feel like I'd be seeing more with the vets than the college guys. And that's how I can compete. Like, I mean, CFL and the NFL... Some of the NFL guys, you know, can really take a kickoff. There's a couple guys there that are, you know, 
indoors and are still smashing it like 10, 15 deep. I think that's the biggest thing with us is our, um, the CFL will act multi-directionalized and uh, not as much just kick as far as you can downfield. I think that's the only difference between us and uh, in the NFL. Right. So, Learman, in the CFL, you're you're allowed to kick with a field goal tee or a field goal block, uh, right. just from watching your Instagram videos and obviously kicking at Zoners camps yeah. and these pro f- camps. You have to kick off the ground. So, uh, yeah. what age did you know? Because you're 29 now. So, what age did you know? Like, hey, I should probably drop the tee, or did you ever even use the tee? Well, my theory was I didn't uh, I didn't I didn't drop it in the CFL. I'm like. For for me, is I can get rid of it and put it on. I don't think it makes that big of a, a difference because in the off season, about the last five years, I've gone to the Don, uh, to the uh, camp. So I always train for at least two or three months off off the ground because this really helps me in terms of as soon as I put the puck back up, then it's like a lot easier to get better height and better distance or whatnot. But um, for me, is always hey, I'd rather get ninety percent. Off, uh, off of a tee, then get 80 or 75 percent if they had that much of a, a change uh, in, in terms of accuracy uh, for, for me. And the difference is, it's, it's not just the fact that you're uh, uh, when you kick on off a tee, it could have that impact. But like, I, I've been really lucky; I've had really good holders. But it's always it's always been like a quarterback, like a backup quarterback, or a wide receiver. And most times they've never held in their life before. So it's like teaching them from the get-go. Only this past year I didn't have to teach um, our holder. But uh, in the past, I only had to teach them from the beginning, teach a backup quarterback and try and get time with them. And I feel like if you're on, off, of, off the ground, it's a lot tougher for those guys to get it where you want it, where it's a tee, it's a little bit bigger surface, a lot easier for them to figure out where to, to drop it. And lastly, I think because you get a little bit colder weather starting in September, kind of September starts dropping to uh, low, low 50s and low 40s and so forth. So I think that has a lot to look at too. So for me, it's always been, hey, I'd rather do really well with the heat and, you know, keep keep the livelihood that I have up here. And to, you know, but this year, um, you know, if nothing happens next uh, week or so, um, I plan on going up and down. Nice. So, you know, you felt like you had a good job at the Zoner camp. Now, if you have a good performance, do do the do the NFL coaches come up and talk to you during the camp or after the camp, or do they communicate with like an agent? And if so, do you have an agent um, that represents you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I ended up talking small talk with a couple of guys that I have met in the past, um, and then my agent has been dealing with everything that end. I told them, you know, I'll give you the numbers and. Once I gave him some really good numbers, I needed to more or less need to to kind of prove to the NFL coaches that I can kick off the ground and they were able to see me in front of another 36 kickers, right? So able to see kind of hey, is there a big difference between these the CFL and NFL guys? And you know, we saw Brett Mahar last year. Um, you know, he did pretty well at, at Dallas. And it was like 81 or 80%. And he was a 78% kicker up in the CFL. So, and he was in all three here. So, the more he's kind of opened the, the, he opened kind of the doorway in the last couple of years. And then we saw Ty Long sign as a punter in LA. So, um, 
you know, there's some really good athletes up here and those really good kickers and surprise a few of them, like Jeff Medlock hasn't pursued the NFL opportunities because, you know, that, that guy is just so clutch and he kicked off the ground and he was, uh, um, you know, a top kicker's coming out of, out of his time, but, you know, and he could still smash a ball just as well as any, any other kicker also. Well, um, so obviously you're a veteran CFL kicker, and then uh, you know we we've had Lewis Ward on the podcast, and uh, we you know he was close to coming out with us uh, to San Diego. We're going out next you know, here soon yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. with Carney and all. But um, uh, you know, I mean, going 55 of 56, you yeah. know, missed the first one of the season, made the rest. Like, you know, I mean, for him, like, what, don't you think you should at least try to pursue the NFL? I mean, that, that's pretty dang consistent. It's pretty impressive, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, for me, because I've talked to him before the games, and he was getting kind of, you know, oh, like some people would say to him before the game, oh, your kicks are this, your kicks are that. It's like, hey, man, no matter how far the kicks are, if they're going in, you still got to make them, whether it's a 30-yard kick, whether it's a 40-yard kick, whether it's a 50-yard kick, you still got to make them. And um, I was very happy for him. Broke my rookie record in the CFL for a percentage by... Oh, wow. 10%. <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. Uh, I mean, he had, a, he had an exceptional year. Uh, and I don't think that's ever going to be uh, broken, probably. But, you know, um, if, if, if for a EFL guy, for him, you got to, again, like with any of the Canadian guys that use the you got to get the key off the ground and start getting off the ground. And I think, I think in order to have a legitimate chance, uh, you got you to gotta kick him real life uh, field goals in game without the key. Yeah. I'm getting the guy to do that. So, I mean, if so, he doesn't well, because I think he has, he has the option here. So, if he kind of won the deal, the team has the option of signing him second year. So, if he has, so I'm sure he, uh, uh, they picked up a, a option. So, if he has another a, a, a substantial uh, year like he did this year, then I don't see why you wouldn't try that. Like, for me, I, I I'd go to all the camps I can go to. Just get my name out there. Why not? Yeah, and so... You're, you're taking 98% shit. And then correlate it to you, Liram. I mean, so you guys are kicking 40, 50, you know, attempts, whatever, in the CFLs. And that's a, that's a lot of field goal attempts. Like, how how do you go about your goal setting for your percentages? Or how do you go about the mental process and your numbers, you know, heading into season? Yeah, because we kick a lot. And I, I personally, I like... You know, because you're always in the game. If you're doing all three, you're always kicking, you're always punting. You might get a lot, but you just build your endurance through training camp and uh, through practice and through the off season. I love, you know, doing all three. And uh, the way I kind of, my whole thing is, if I can go one for one each kick, that's my mentality. If I set a goal, I'm going to be 85%, I'm going to be 9%. You know, like, what if you only get two kicks? Or if you get three kicks, you know, like the whole theater, you know. But you're getting 50-50. So sometimes, you know, Lewis Ward had 55 this year. Like, there's some guys that had only had 35. It all depends on your team. So for me, just go one for one and then just be the best directional punter I can be and be the best kickoff that I can be and just to help my team for the punting. And uh, for the kickoff, I'm more, you know, what can I do to make the team better and give them the right uh, diagonal kick. And what comes to field goals, I'm just trying to, my goal is just to hit one for one. I never said, like, uh, longer than that, or, or game, I want to go 100%. I'm 
course. Number one, I'm just a kid. Right? Right. For me, it's just go one for one, and that's, that's as far as I look at that. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a great mentality because, you know, you hear a lot of people say one game at a time and your mentality is one yeah. kick at a time. And looks like, you know, looking at your, your resume of, of your career so far, you know, that you've been pretty successful at that mentality. Um, you know, you looks like for multiple years you were the special teams player, most outstanding special teams player or top Canadian kicker and all-stars and all that type of thing. And obviously you, you, you won the Grey Cup one time. Look, looking at your career so far, what are what are a few things you're most proud of? I think, uh, I mean, the guys always talk about the Great Cup, you know, because this year was 106 years old. And just the history and the feeling of winning a championship, and we did it on the final kick as well, which, you know, which made the, the feeling that much better. Um, and... You know, when we were going to that trophy, it just felt like every single rep, every single kick, every single minute you spent on the field was, you know, worth it. So this is what you strive for at the end of the day. Like, you do everything you do, but, you know, you're remembered for some of the, uh, some of the things you did on and off the field as well. So being able to win that great cup and share with friends, share with family, and share with the community is uh, that has to be one of my favorite moments um, in the CFL by far. Nice. So, uh, you know, Lern, here's here's my last two-part question for you, and then Chris may have a couple more for you. Um, you know, obviously you're an established uh, pro veteran kicker in the CFL. You've won a great cup. You're getting some interest from some NFL teams. Uh, you know, I watch you all the time on, on Instagram, kicking the ball real well. Um, even coaching some kids up there. I know you're, you're training some kids up in, in Canada, too. That's awesome. Uh, but, like, you know, if, if there are some high school guys or, or college guys or whoever listening right now that could, or even some parents, you know, for, for field goal kicking and for punting, what are, like, one one to two things on each that you really would emphasize for guys just to get a little more consistent on their kicks and punts? Uh, the best thing, I think, is it's not from a technical point of view, I think this is, I read this article here, um, it was about kicking, and I think, you know, sometimes you see the pros and they'll kick, you know, 10 balls in a whole practice, or 15 balls in a whole practice, but those guys have put on so, much, so many hours, so many kicks when they're young, that once they get to the pros, they don't need to kick them in because they know how the ball feels, know how the ball feels coming off the pole when there's punting when it's field goal. It's, you know, that 10,000 hours, 10,000 reps type of deal. So when, when you have the when you're young, you want to be able to go out, go kick, and you're only going to learn by experiencing. And if you're going to, if you have coaches near you, they're going to, those are your people that are going to help you kind of skip some of those steps because they're going to be able to help you. You know, you're not rotating properly, you're not keeping your head down, your eyes down, whatever it may be, you're not locking your ankle properly, but punting or you know extending. They can see some of those things because you have a different point of view. So my biggest thing would be get if you have a coach nearby, try to use them because they're going to help you get to your goal faster. And two, kick lots, kick lots uh, at a young age because you only learn by experience. And then once you get older, once you get better, then you can kind of start controlling your your reps when you're always in the pros, but you're not going outside of kicking 100, 200 footballs. Now when you're young, you're trying to just you know. Get to know the football, how the ball feels, how the ball travels into the wind, how the ball travels 
uh, with the learn kickoff funding, all that stuff. You have so much to learn. So just go out there and just enjoy it and have fun. It'll pay off in the end. Oh, that's great. Uh, all right. What, uh, curious here. Do you have, uh, I'm assuming you've received your Grey Cup ring. Do they do rings up there for winning yeah. the championship? Is yeah, it a, yeah. is it pretty sweet? And then do you wear it around? Oh. I'm always kind of curious if people wear their, their championship rings. It, 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 it was really well done. Because um, our owner actually owns the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, the Raptors, and um, a couple of the minor league teams. And leads are worth a billion dollars, so you know they're 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 going to back the owners' first actual sports championships. I uh, think he's owned the Leafs and the Raptors, and the Leafs. They haven't won a, a national championship or anything like that. So this was his first real sports championship. So he they put some good good bling on it. It's huge and sparkly. Uh, it's almost hard to wear it at some places because. It's almost like, am I trying to get gain attention here, or what am I trying to do? Because it is, it is a really nice ring, and uh, I'm not just saying that. Up. You can go on my Instagram and see it. It's, it's sparkles. It's big. It's like a baseball in your finger. That's that's great. All right. Yeah. Actually, uh, side question here. Uh, I was scrolling through your Instagram actually as we were uh, talking here. Uh, I saw I saw an old post of you posting about Nathan Mesher. I had trained him a few times before he got to college. Yeah. Do you uh, do you know him well, or do you train him up uh, there? So there's three of us in in our little uh, we, our our kicking coach. His name is Ken Urquhart, and he's always been known as Coach Kick because he was like the only kicking coach in Canada for it's up here number thirty three years, and he coached both of us, both my my uh, my colleague Daryl and I. And uh, from that, we've kind of taken initiative to help him out with running camps for him and, you know, getting kids and stuff like that. So Daryl uh, works quite frequently with him. Nice. And he's going into the staff, uh, like the Combine, the CFL Combine this, uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, I've met him a few times, really good guy, smart guy, um, like very intellectual in terms of business and everything else. And uh, but he's been training with my uh, colleague more than myself. That's awesome. So you think he's got a chance playing the CFL? Uh, you know, like all it takes is one person to like you. Um, you know, I didn't. I was a. Uh, you know, I didn't get drafted. I went to the combine, didn't get drafted. Two guys before me got drafted, and neither of them played uh, in the CFL until one of them this year played for Saskatchewan. They did really well, but. You know, I came back for, because uh, in Canada, you can, once you, if you, you, you want to go on the draft, you can still go back to school and still play. And then got picked up the next year. So, uh, you know, if it doesn't happen for him this year, it can definitely happen and, uh, if he works hard enough for next year. So you never know. Fellow takes his one coach or one GM to like you, and they're taking a chance on you. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, tell him I say what's up if you see him, but. Uh... Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Nice. Well, here's our uh, here's our capstone question, Liram. Uh, we ask everybody, so it's always fun to hear if there's a consistent stadium selected. But in your career so far, uh, tell us your five favorite stadiums that you've played in. Five favorite stadiums. Okay, number one, I played on Team Canada uh, in 2011, and the national team, and we had played the uh, United States of America, of course, in the final. And we played at the, the stadium in 
I think it's called Hopple Stadium in Vienna, where the 2008 uh, Euro Cup was being held. And this was two, three years afterwards, and you can literally sleep on that grass of how nice it was. And it was so big, and they had, like, all of Austria basically at the game. And they had, like, 45 or 50,000 people come to watch football, and no one had a clue what was going on this year for both games. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was one. Uh, two, I'd say for fans, the catch one, because of the West CFL, uh, the, uh, the commissioner from the CFL a couple of years ago went, I don't know how two, uh, two million years he gets old and there's only a million people living in Saskatchewan. They go into that stadium and every person is wearing green and every person is very proud. When you go, and you can go to any stadium, there will always be a Saskatchewan uh, Rough Riders uh, jersey. So that stadium is a lot of fun to play in. Next would be Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Um, I played up there for two years, my rookie season and my second year. Those fans are just as loud as uh, as the Saskatchewan, and it's a lot of fun. That stadium built like the one in Seattle, and uh, it can get very, very loud. And uh, fourth, I would like to say, fourth and fifth would definitely be Hamilton in Toronto. Hamilton, uh, it gets very loud, and I, even though a lot of players hate playing in Hamilton. Because it's so hanging windy, it's like the Chicago Bears uh, uh, stadium. It's very windy, but it, when it gets walking, it's one of the funnest stadiums to play in. And Toronto, I just love it because it's on grass near the water in Toronto. The skyline there, it's uh, you know, always great playing there. Nice. How how uh, do you feel rocking the number seventy as a kicker? <laughs> <laughs> Long story. I love it. Maybe another time. <laughs> 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 I got you. All right, All right. Cool. well, Larry, thanks for talking with us, man, and best of luck, uh, whether it's NFL or CFL, man. Looking forward to staying in touch with you, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Yep, thanks for being on. We'll talk soon. Good luck with everything this off season. You guys do. Thank you. Yep. Later. 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 Uh, Chris, man, he didn't answer the question about the number 70. What's up with that? <laughs> Yeah, I was, kind of, I was kind of wondering, but uh, either some inside joke or just some long, long kind of historical aspect of that yeah, number, you know. Maybe we can get him on for round two when he's whether he's playing in, in the CFL coming up here soon or or in the NFL camp. Maybe we can get that story back out of him. But that was that was a great interview, a lot of great insight. I uh, really enjoyed having Larry on the podcast here for you guys. Uh, I actually got to meet him at a Houston Pro Camp a few years ago, and just a superb guy in person. A uh, really good dude, and uh, very happy for him that he's won a Grey Cup championship in his career, and just hoping that uh, that he lands the NFL team here here soon in the next year or two. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, yeah, like you said, maybe it's maybe this will label it as a part one, <laughs> and then I'll have a to be continued here soon too. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, he's a very polished speaker. You know, uh, hopefully everybody was able to hear him. Um, but man, just know he just knows a lot about the league, knows knows himself and his abilities well, which is great. And uh, I mean, looking over his stats as we play, it was, or I mean, as we talked, it was impressive. You know, a lot of accolades for a you know five or six year career. So that was pretty cool to see. He's a, he's a veteran guy, and for anyone that follows us, I know we have quite a few guys actually that live in Canada that listens to the podcast. You know, reach out to Lyrum. Just type on Instagram, L-I-R-I-M. And then I believe uh, one of the other Instagram accounts is Coach Kicks uh, is the handle. So just look up uh, those two accounts and 
reach out to him, get some training in with him. He's a great dude and knows his stuff. Yep. So, all right. Thanks for listening this week. We love bringing you this these types of interviews. And, uh, you know, for those of you guys, we're getting through that winter. Spring's about starting. So if anybody needs little tune-ups, uh, Brian and I do offer virtual lessons if you're not able to make it to the camps we run. So uh, just contact us. Our contact information is in the notes of the, the interviews. So let us know, and we'll take care of you and get you prepped for uh, spring ball. And out. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, what's up, 4D Nation? This podcast has been brought to you by NKR, the National Kicking Rankings Platform. It's the new and innovative national evaluation and rankings platform for kickers, punters, and snappers. Launched in 2017, this camp offers you a great balance of athletic evaluation and instruction. You'll get honest feedback and rankings, exposure to college coaches, but this camp is brought to you by credible coaches with experience that will deliver a high-quality and detailed instruction to you. NKR offers an active social media platform that will give you proper exposure to all the collegiate outlets. This camp was developed by Brian Jackson, Chris Hughesby, and Tom Feely using a proven camp format from the last seven to eight years that specialists have come to love. Many of the specialists have received opportunities to play at all collegiate levels, including Power 5 conferences. If you'd like to attend an upcoming camp this offseason, visit www.nationalkickingrankings.com and check out the camps page. Or follow us on social media on Twitter at NKR underscore camps. That's NKR underscore camps. Or on Instagram at National Kicking Rankings to learn more about us and follow our growth. Come see what all the hype is all about and check out NationalKickingRankings.com. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.